0: What's up, guys? Welcome back. Coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, your host, David Chandra. Jill is here with me as well, too. She's back home in Chicago. We have a brand new episode today, a new guest that joins us from Temple University College of Podiatric Medicine. Ash, introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Hey, guys. My name's Ash. Um, Like David said, I just finished my first year at Temple University, and I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you, Ash. I know that you and I have talked A little bit offset for the past month or so through Instagram and I came across your Instagram page which is mind your soul right yes
1: yes mind your soul and soul like the soul of your foot like
0: (laughs) S-O-L-E yeah so kind of playing off the words like we did as well yes
1: exactly
0: yeah so uh, you just finished your first year right so you're at home currently
1: Yep. We're at home. Um, like most of us, we were online starting from around March and I actually came home like right at the beginning. So I've been here for about four months now. I'm originally from Atlanta. so.
0: Okay. So you're back home in Atlanta then? Yes. Awesome. So when does, uh, when does in-class go start up again for you guys?
1: So they've said that we would probably be back in person in August. But of course, you know, like the situation for all of us, it's so fluid. I think at any point, if, you know, the virus gets worse and it's like deemed unsafe, we could definitely go back to being online. At that point, I think I would probably stay in Philly, though, (laughs) just because it's better to focus when you're in that environment.
0: Yeah. Do you still have a place here that you're paying rent for like the rest of the students are?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's so sad. (laughs) Totally like money down the drain.
0: Yeah, no, a a couple of my friends who are fourth years here at Temple were telling me the same thing because, you know, their externships and rotations at school got canceled. So they're just paying for an apartment that's pretty much empty. So exactly, exactly. yeah, so how has your first year gone? And tell us a little bit about your past year at Temple. You're the first student, actually, that's on this (coughs) podcast that's from Temple. So we'd like to hear about how classes were for you, how your experience was at Temple and a little bit about what you learned in the past year
1: totally yeah well i'm glad i'm the first from temple Uh, i think temple's such a great school but i guess just a little bit of background um like i said i'm originally from atlanta so and i don't and i'd gone to school in georgia as well so a lot of me was just like itching to get out Um, i went uga is the undergrad that i went to and it was like a a very stereotypical college town ish type of place i'm sorry what did you say
0: Oh, I think uh, I just said, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh. um, and so I was really itching to, you know, get out of Georgia. I really wanted to go to school in a city. And um, when I was interviewing, I really liked Philly. And I also, you know, had some family up there as well. That was important to me. And so those were a lot of, like, the factors that led me to really liking Temple because it did offer me, um, you know, that kind of city life that I was looking for. Yeah. But, Anyways, once I moved up there, um, you know, Temple's been a really great place for me to learn because I feel like there's a really good community. I feel like everyone there is, you know, really of the mindset of, like, helping helping out people that are younger than you, paying it forward. The faculty was really nice and really supportive. You know, it is definitely a pretty difficult curriculum, but I feel like with all the different, you know, ways that they support you and, you know, try to really help you learn the way you the way that's most efficient for you to learn was like yeah. the biggest thing. I think that like coming out of undergrad, it wasn't really honestly until my like senior year that I feel like I really learned like the best way for me to, you know, like really understand information and not just memorize. And then coming to temple, I feel like that was like even more solidified.
0: For sure. Um, like
1: the professors were great. I met a lot of great people, um, you know, from all over the country, which was, which has been awesome. Yeah. Um, I am like going there not having known anyone. Um, and there were a lot of things that like to, you know, to get involved in and of course like the food is great there and just like, you know, exploring the city, is one yeah. of my favorite things.
0: Definitely. So what classes did you take this past year or that you guys focused on for your first year?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we did all the basic like biochemistry, histology, anatomy, um, you know, like neurophys, neuroanatomy, large human anatomy, uh, biomechanics, um, oh gosh, there are a couple more, but those are like the big main ones, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, so you guys already took biomechanics then? Yes,
1: already took biomechanics.
0: Is it like part one and part two, or do you guys just only have like one big uh, subject of biomechanics?
1: So we take like general biomechanics, um, the second semester of our first year. And then okay. we take mechanics our second year. Okay. So I'm not sure if like at other schools they combine like general biomechanics and prof mechanics, but we
0: do those separately. OK. Yeah, at Kent, we have biomechanics part one, which is in the summer, which is the mm-hmm. majority of uh, biomechanics. And then we have part two, which is in our first semester of second year. And that's how we kind of split up our biomechanics class. I don't know. What do you guys do at Shoal, um, Jill?
2: Um, so usually, we have all of biomechanics over summer. Um, and that's like the only class that we'll take. But because of COVID, we've had to like um, split it up so that we start biomechanics in the summer, along with like two other classes, which is Derm and um, Farm. And then we'll finish up into the school year because of like the workshops and stuff that we wouldn't be able to um, do right now. So it, it'll start in the summer and then go into the fall.
0: For okay. us. Yeah. So
2: we semesters basically after your first year um what was that
1: sorry i didn't catch them He said so both like shoal and kent you both have summer semesters after your first right time?
0: yeah yep. oh, right. yeah right yeah we do because you Temple. guys because you guys don't right yeah we
1: don't yeah you, oh that's
2: so nice <laughs> <laughs> you got the whole summer off <laughs>
0: yeah you guys yeah it's two months right you said summer is two months for you guys before you start yeah. up your fall classes
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So you guys actually do get a lot of time off to just get away from school for a little bit and do your own thing for a little while.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm like super thankful. That was one of the biggest reasons why I like Temple, too. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah. the breaks during the year are pretty short, but I think that having like a long summer was was really
0: nice. So. For I sure. Heard. Yeah. So did you apply to other places outside of Temple or was Temple one of the few places that you looked into?
1: yeah, so I actually applied to all nine, or I think maybe like seven, basically okay. all. Nine. Uh, at the time when I was applying, like I didn't I had done tried to do a lot of research like into all of them before I applied, but honestly, like I felt that you know they all had great pros and some cons. So I yeah. just thought might as well, might as well apply. There aren't that many anyways. Um, I only went to three interviews, which were at Temple, Shoal, and then Barry. Um, so I didn't end up like going to all seven or anything, but I just found that like after I went to Temple, I really, really, you know, like I said, I really like the city. I like the people that I met. And I yeah. think like, you know, that's so important. Like the people that you meet really make such an impact on you and your on your interview day, you know, it can really, really change your mind about, you know, the entire experience is just, just having that like one great interaction with someone that changes your whole perspective of mm. that school. So
0: For sure. Yeah. I think all of us can agree to that because wherever we went, it's usually something to do with the people in the environment that you see on interview day. And that kind of leads you into making that decision to go to that school. And a lot of times we don't end up even interviewing at all the places that we got interviews at, right? Just because we know that after we go to that one place, that's the right fit for us. And it's kind of hard for us to change our minds, to think about something else. So that's good. I'm glad that you were able to have that experience when you went to Temple. So Going off that, if you could tell someone who's an incoming student coming to Temple or looking to apply to schools, uh, podiatry schools specifically, what would you say about Temple that would stand out, that would make it unique or different than some the other eight schools that are there in the country?
1: Yeah, totally. So I think just like generally, first of all, if you think that podiatry is something that you're interested in doing, you know... Understand that, obviously, once you apply, like, it's kind of locked and sealed that you're going to be doing podiatry, obviously. And, you know, to not take that lightly, to really try to shadow as many people as you can, talk to as many students as you can, read as much as you can, listen as much as you can, you know, which is why... I really like, I love that you're doing this with your podcast and what I, you know, I'm also kind of trying to achieve with my blog, like try to get all the information that you can to really make like a holistic choice for yourself because ultimately like this is going to be your future, you know, and you have to make sure that it's something that you're really going to enjoy and like understand what kind of clinical opportunities it's going to give you like surgery procedures, you know, also just like general clinic days, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that, For me, like, personally, this this location is super important.
2: Yeah.
1: I think, you know, like I was saying, like, that was a huge factor for me when trying to decide, like, where I really wanted to, you know, spend that money to go fly to, to go interview, was, like, where somewhere that I want to be? I you know, I wanted to be near, like, you know, some kind of family. Yeah. But I also didn't want to stay in the Southeast. So, like, you know, what are all these, what are the different places that can, like, check these boxes for me? Mm -hmm. And then, like, I'm, I'm a really big, like, advocate for just like, you know, following your intuition. I think that when I had gone to my three different interviews, you know, like, like even at show, like, I think the people were so great, but I think that my interview at Temple with like the, the specific professor that I had, yeah. like really put with me. And like, you know, I think the interview should feel conversational. They should feel like, you know, not only like just trying to sell you to be there, but also like truly like, you know, that I felt I guess the best word to put it is I really felt that this was, you know, they're, they're professors. I really want to teach you like in the classroom and beyond, you know? Yeah. And then I'll more about it once I got there. Like, like some of the clinical faculty there, you know, are some of like the best in the field in like certain aspects, you know? And that's super important to me because in anything in life, networking is important, you know? You can't deny that. And so to have, you know, like, a great name like Temple to have like the faculty that I had met that had already made like an impact on me just through my interview Yeah, uh, when I was really like the biggest thing. And, you know, so always make sure, I think when you're interviewing wherever you're going, like, don't worry about like what anyone else says is the best thing to do. And this is the right thing. And this is where you want to be, you know, like, like I said, you know, your choices in life are ultimately going to affect you. So always like, you know, just try to block out all the white noise that you can and just like whatever feels right is what you should do.
0: Yeah, definitely. And no, I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. Uh, those are all really good points because I think that when we're making a decision about where we want to go for school, even choosing which career we want to go into and even after as a student, when you're trying to figure out where to go for externships and residency thereafter, it's always important to put all these factors together because especially when you're in the medical world, you're always making new decisions and new changes and you want to be able to put all these things together to find the best uh, place and fit and uh, situation for you. So I know you mentioned earlier in in that answer, you were talking about your um, blog that you started and I know Jill has a blog too. Um, Your blog is Mind Your Soul like we talked about earlier. So Jill, I know you wanted to ask Ash a couple of questions about her blog so Go ahead, take it away. Yeah,
2: basically, like, um, what got you inspired to start your blog? And, like, um, what is, like, kind of the purpose of your blog? Um, would, would you like to elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, totally. Good question. And, um, you know, so I have been, like, wanting to start something like this for a long time. Um, just as, like, a general thing about me, like, one of my favorite things to do is write. I've always been a huge reader, huge writer, I am like a huge advocate for like journaling, like, you know, just in your own personal life and, you know, I'm big on ways that, you know, self-improvement, just ways you can better yourself, just ways you can find more like, you know, inner peace in your life and, and all that. And, and so, you know, like, my friends and family have always told me, like, you know, the things that you write about and the, and the way that you articulate, like, the lessons that you've learned, I think a lot of people could really benefit from that. And so, like, why don't you just start to, you know, publish and make some of your writing public? And so it always been, like, you know... Uh, like since I started my first year I'd been kind of like like I said just journaling throughout it and so I kind of made it like a goal that my summer like passion project was going to be to finally start this blog and it's supposed to kind of just encompass like all things in life you know obviously one of the main things is, is advocating for podiatry. You know, like me and David had talked about a lot in the past, how when we were applying to podiatry schools, it was, you know, like super difficult to find resources Mm -hmm. online, like through social media, just through you know general Google searches about what is podiatry school like from a student's perspective, you know, like not just like the, you know, official APMA, like, you know, really take things, you know, like just like, how can you really like get into the mind of someone who's going through it right before you and like their actual opinions on things, you know? And of course, like social media is a huge thing, right? The more we see it kind of blasted out there, the more, you know, more like the more people are aware of it and the more people are going to be interested in doing it. And so, you know, like that's one aspect is I want to make, I really want to advocate for podiatry and, and like be a part of that ecosystem that I didn't feel like was as much as it is now. Like when I was applying into it, You know, and I've had people reach out um, to me through my blog and it's like seriously the most fulfilling thing knowing that like something that I learned in my life that I decided to write about, you know, actually did reach some people. And, you know, now, you know, now I've had a lot of long conversations with them about like, what can I help you with? These are, this is what I went through personally. You know, of course, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know everything. I'm not definitely not right about everything, but what, from what I learned, like I can pay it forward and I can help, help you out in as many ways as I can. And then, you know, I also just generally like to, like I said, like to write about like lifestyle things, like just self-improvement, you know, books I'm reading. I'm working on a lot of posts about that right now, like podcasts I listen to just generally like, you know, how can you shape your idea of success? And like, how can you make like, you know, how can you make yourself a more like well-rounded person? And, you know, just to remember that, like you're, you're a person outside of med school and to have that just kind of creative outlet for myself is something that Mm -hmm. I'm doing.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, just like you, it was the fact that I didn't have that, um, you know, social media presence when I started to like looking for um, podiatry blogs or Instagram accounts. I mean, there weren't as many as there are now. And that kind of inspired me too, um, to start my own and kind of, you know, um, post about my journey through a podiatry school and hopefully inspire people and show them a, like a glimpse into what life like as a podiatry student is. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's
2: awesome. I'm so,
0: I'm so glad to hear you're doing it too. For sure. No, I mean, it's awesome to see that students that are up and coming that have taken the initiative to do this is something that's very important to the field, right? Like everything that we do, what the career that we go into, things that we like to do, we want to be advocates for and show that, hey, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And I want to share with you all exactly what it is that I'm doing and. On the side, too, you're also helping others, uh, kind of influencing them, kind of being an example to them, kind of being a, a sort of a leader to them, because uh, you're laying laying down a foundation that they can follow after as well, too. And, you know, all three of us are from different schools. You're from Temple, Ash, and Jill's from Shoal, I'm from Ken, and different parts of the country. So it allows us to actually reach out to so many people that might not be aware, like you guys both talked about, it, it wasn't something that you knew of coming into school. And that's three years after I came into school, right? And there was even less when I came into school. And, you know, I didn't even start this till very recently in in my fourth year of uh, podiatry school. But it's good that more people are taking the initiative, taking the steps forward to advocate for the career and really putting it out there and really making a difference in the podiatry community, but also in in general as well, too.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So kind of going back to we're rewinding all the way back before you even joined podiatry school. What got you into podiatry school? Why did you choose podiatry? And why did you think this was the career for you?
1: Yeah. So um, like I said, I went to the University of Georgia, or actually, I guess even further further rewinding. Um, You know, I think that I, I feel very lucky that you know, my parents have never really like pushed me into anything, but from a very young age, I've always really felt attracted to the career of medicine. Luckily, you know, having family members in it, it also gets, I also got to have like an inside glimpse of what not only just like your work would look like, but also like what is your lifestyle going to look like outside of it? Yeah. And, you know, I think I've just always been a huge science person. And then on top of that, I'm just like generally, a you know, very introspective like I like I'm much more of a listener than a talker and I think like those you know personality characteristics about myself like I always kind of knew that like a a career in medicine would be something that my personal attributes would really complement well and then it was really in high school when I started to actually like start like volunteering at hospitals but it it was specifically when I started volunteering at a nursing home with a couple of my in high school that you know we were working a lot with um, with nurses mostly and yeah. I was working in the Alzheimer's unit and you know just seeing like how much of an impact their work really makes on these people's lives and like the connection that they have with them the relationships that they make with them like it just it just even further like solidified that like not only like do my interests kind of complement this like when I'm in this type of environment like I really feel like there's nowhere else I wanted to be. And and yeah, so I came into college and I'm like, okay, I wanna go to you know, I wanna and I specifically decided kind of I wanted to be a physician or a doctor because I like wanted to be able to do things like surgery. I wanted to be able to specialize in something. Like I've always just kind of had that kind of brain where I think like I'm more leaning towards like I wanna be really, really knowledgeable and really good at like one thing, you know. For sure, yeah. And so I came into college, and I had no idea about podiatry up until this point. Um, and I was, you know, you know it's like studying for my MCAT. I was, like, you know, super involved in school. I was a biology major, and I was just planning on applying to MD and DO schools. And um, so during my, like, junior year, I was taking my MCAT, and I didn't get the score that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, you know, obviously the MCAT is just, like, the worst.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was, like, a super tough setback for me. Um, you know, it took me a lot of time to really, like, work through the emotional aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you put so much time and so much effort into something, and then, you know, it's, it's just a tough test. It just is. And so, basically, that kind of, like, led me to deciding that I needed to take a gap year, that, you know, like, rushing to take this test again wasn't going to be the best for my mental health. It probably wouldn't have been the best thing for my score, either. Yeah. And, ultimately, I think that was a really, like, serendipitous thing to happen to me, because... Then you know, during my gap year, I was working as a medical assistant and a scribe for an ophthalmologist. Still at this point, you know, planning on applying to MD and DO schools, and taking and studying to take my MCAT again. And um, and you know, during this year, like I was just trying to just live life to the fullest. I was trying to travel as much as I can, <laughs> yeah. And make some money, and then also just a lot clinical experience on the side as well, on top of working, yeah. And. So um yeah, one of my family friends introduced me to this podiatrist and she was like, Yeah, you know, if you have any like extra time, free time, you can come shadow me if you want. And let still up until this point, I had no idea that podiatry was its own like different kind of school or degree. Yeah. yeah. And um basically when I had shadowed her, like again, it's just like I think the people that you people that you experience the things would make such a big impact on how you view, you know, a certain specialty. And like, she was just like the most open any doctor that I shadowed has been with me about like, what do you want to learn? Let's talk about it. Let's sit down. Like, what are the things you want out of your life? You know, not just out of your career, but like, what do you want your life to look up, look like outside of work? Yeah. You know, and on, you know, she could spend a lot more time with her patients than I had ever seen with that any other doctor had. You know, and I'd chatted a lot of different types of like, you know, doctors and stuff, and like, you know, she had the continuity of care aspect, like really knew her patients. And like I was saying before, you know, I I wanted to do surgery, which was a big thing. Yeah, And she got, you know, like outpatient procedures and then had like clinic days. And like, you know, like I said before, I really like that aspect of just like listening, getting to know, getting to know your patients and really developing those kind of relationships. And then, you know, on top of that, she had a life outside of her work and was able to have a family and, and, you know, the way she could, the way she spoke about it was that she really could have like genuine time for outside, um, you know, family activities with friends, with doing other things. And like, that's super important to me. You know, I think throughout school, I, you know, really, really did like the most in trying to join, like you know, all these different kinds of extracurriculars while still doing school, doing research, doing all that, which is great. And super, super important. I'm not downplaying that at all, but I think in undergrad, when I was, you know, going through that MCAT experience and largely, you know, the first time I didn't go too well, because I was just spread so thin, you know, and it yeah. really, that was like the biggest lesson it taught me was that like, you know, you I think finding like the essential things in life that you're good at and you like to do, it's so important to be involved, but like, I didn't want to be working 24-7. Like, you know, yeah. I wanna I, I knew what I wanted to do, but at the same time, like I didn't want my whole entire life to be about just like working all the time. Yeah. I feel like podiatry really does give you that aspect of like work-life balance, you know, yeah. relatively, of course. Yeah. yeah. To, that, um, to most other specialties.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. No, and I think all the stuff that you talked about are very uh, key to the field of podiatry, and a lot of things that other people have said as well, other students that have come mm-hmm. on, and other people that we've talked to, and even people who are working in the field right now as residents, and even uh, podiatrists that are, uh, you know, have their own practice and have their career made out and been in practice for a while, all say the same thing. And I think that's uh, it. All comes back back down to the fit, you know. And if if that's what you want, like to do, um, a lot of people in the ER they like to work nonstop, like around the clock and it's all like adventure and thrill and all this stuff. And you got to be a specific type of individual to fit in the ER. And I think that's the same thing for every uh, specialty you go into in the field of medicine. You can't just, uh, you know, be like, Hey, I think this fits me. And then you go and it doesn't, and then you force yourself into it, you know? So I think, uh, I think it's good that you came to that, uh, Uh, conclusion for yourself and realize what it was that was important to you and what it was that you wanted to go into, because I'm sure now you're happy with the decision you've made as well too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you. And that was so well said. I can't even add on anything to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if my words are that good, but uh, thanks for the (laughs) credit though. Um, So actually, Ash, I have a question for you. Do you wear heels a lot? No, I'm
1: not a heels person at all. Okay.
0: Well, do you know people that wear heels a lot? Do you, Wait, know, do you know people who wear heels a lot, though?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. My mom. Like, <laughs> okay, well we, have a,
0: well, we have a fun fact for your mom and all those heel uh, wearers. So, Jill, take it away.
2: Yeah, so our fun fact for today is for all the ladies out there, um, a two-and-a-half-inch high heel can increase the load on your forefoot by 75%, which is a lot if you think about it.
1: Yeah, um, like, said. <laughs> <laughs> literally around the house. She just feels like it's uncomfortable to not wear like a heeled shoe. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh Jill was telling me a story. She only has one pair of heels left. She lost the other ones tragically, but it's helping <laughs> yeah, her out. You, so. you know, honestly, I don't own that many. I
2: don't. I barely <laughs> wear heels, so
0: you um, know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Well it fits podiatry. You know, we talk about shoe gear, we talk about, uh, orthotics and all the things that we do in our field. And like you said earlier, biomechanics is an important part of our field and the shoes that we wear, the, uh, orthotics that we have really affect the biomechanics of our feet. And they really, uh, play a role in our entire body. If our feet are not working, we're not really moving. (laughs) I don't think you can just fly like birds can. So we need our feet to walk.
1: (laughs) like Definitely. what's that like the foot has like a fourth of the bones in your entire body yeah that know? was another right.
0: that was another fun yeah fact that was one Joe of our fun too. facts for sure
1: yeah
0: <laughs> well we are we already said it before so you're just kind of <laughs> echoing on the thing yeah well anyways so we entered the session which we like to call the rapid fire question session are you ready?
2: ready
0: all right so first question i like to always ask is what's your favorite bone in the foot
1: Okay, my favorite bone is the navicular because I have an
0: accessory navicular. Oh, that's actually cool. So which accessory cool. navicular do you have? I
1: have it on both feet actually. So bilaterally.
0: Oh, so bilaterally, okay. Okay. So that's cool. So someone not only gave us their favorite bone favorite bone, but they also gave us a, a fun fact about themselves too.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Next question. Jill, you want to ask this one?
2: Yeah. So what's your
1: favorite muscle in the foot Mm, my favorite muscle is the abductor digiti minimi just because i think digiti minimi is like the cutest word (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i always always end up mixing them up because digiti minimi is not like an english word right it's like a what is it latin or something like that so i always mess them up in my head but hey we need to know it um and it's a it's a good thing to know and it's cute like you said too (laughs) So here's a question that we've been asking all our new guests that have been coming on. If you would, if you could pick someone to come on this podcast to share their experience and their journey into podiatry and what they're about and what they're doing right now, who would that one person be? Mm, that
2: was a good question.
0: And, and if you know that person, give us that connect too, so that we can reach out to them and get them on this episode. No,
1: totally. Actually, that's a great question. I think that... You know, like I was saying, the podiatrist that I shadowed that really like, you know, ch- changed my perspective on it all. Yeah. I would really like to hear like her background because especially, you know, like back then it was even less kind of known. And I would really I'm really curious as like the first people who really were in the you know
0: were in the when field. Podiat-
1: yeah. Like that would be awesome to hear about.
0: For sure. Well if you can uh if you can get her or get that podiatrist on for us, uh, it would it would be a pleasure to have her come on and talk and tell us a little bit about what podiatry was like in the initial stages.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely reach out to her.
0: <laughs> yeah, so also, we want to give a shout-out to your page, Mind Your Soul. So those of li- those of you listeners who are uh, tuning in today, give her a follow uh, and follow her and see what she posts, her blogs, through Podiatry School and all the encouragement and uh motivation that comes out of our page that might be useful for all of us as we go down this journey. Yeah. So thanks, Ash, for joining us today. I hope you listeners enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys learned something and hope you guys take away something and uh, apply it to your own lives as well. So follow us on Instagram at SoulPurpose20. Listen to us on Spotify or iTunes and, you know, catch the future episodes, catch up on the past episodes as well. So hope you're enjoying Have a good rest of the weekend. Have a good rest of the day. See you guys later.